Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 207 of the Ask the Coach show, where ping skills helps you improve your table tennis. 207 is the number after 208 and before 206. That's about the most interesting fact I could find. And also, there's no man ranked 207 in the world at the moment. What's going on? Liu Houston is ranked 207 in the Women's World Rankings from Taipei. Well, it's Throwback Thursday, and we're going to look at the forgotten art of pushing. In the questions, we talk about China versus Europe, controlling aggressive backhands, whether you should focus on spin or control, and what to do when you're always playing against pushers. I'm Jeff Plum. And as always, Supercoach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Morning, Jeff. And how are you this morning? Oh, I was struggling a bit, Alois. I forgot to set the alarm for the show, so running a bit late. Sorry, people. Oh, no. Oh, up up uh, trying to get that Rubik's Cube under 30 seconds average, were you? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. But we're here now, and it's a great show, Alois. Excellent. It will be. Um, yes. And there's no man ranked 207 in the world. Yeah, the ITTF, they, yeah, they mucked up, really, because they've got a guy at 206, and they've got three people next, and they've put them all at 209. Really, they should be equal 207. So ITTF, get that fixed. Indeed. Indeed. All right, Alois. Well, uh, let's kick off the show by finding out what happened on this day in history. Ah, yes. Well, nothing really exciting. Well, Manny Pacquiao was born on this day in in 1978. So Manny Pacquiao, the great boxer, the Filipino boxer, uh, born on this day. And also a quite, a, quite a famous um, a passing of uh, Harold Holt, one of the Australian prime ministers who disappeared um, while um, swimming in Portsea, which is not far from uh, from us here in Melbourne. So there Ooh, you go. Yes, that was very mysterious. Yeah, they never oh, found any any trace of him. Yes, just disappeared. Prime Minister went swimming one day, disappeared. Mm, a lot of conspiracy theories around that one. Yes, indeed. Never heard about that. Google Harold Holt, Australian Prime Minister. Mm, very interesting. All right, Alois. Well, uh, let's get into um, yesterday's Ping Skillers question of the day, which was, who is the favourite now for the women's singles at the Rio Olympics? Yeah, so um, I, I suppose not surprisingly, there was a lot of uh, love for Ding Ning and Liu Shi Wen. Um, yep. you know, I, think, I think those two are the, uh, the ones that are going to really be difficult to beat. But as Matt Salt said, it's hard enough figuring out who'll make the cut at this stage, let alone the winner, and that is really true. So uh, we talked a little bit about the qualification process uh, yesterday for the men's. Um, so yeah, you're right, Matt. Uh, let's see who makes the cut before we uh, before we start jumping to conclusions. But um, but Keenan said, you know, Mima Ito or Chen Ming, um, but he thinks um, Ding Ning or Liu Shi Wen will most likely win though, um, and. Um, Howard Watson, very profound, said it will be a lady. Thank you, Howard. Um, Eugene Liu said, ding, ding, that's it. Um, and uh, Trevor Hurth said, Georgina Potter. 
Um, she's definitely my favourite. Yeah, I don't think, not for the title though, uh, Trevor. Um, and um, Giancarlo said, Mima Ito, Ding Ning, and many more. So yeah, Lucy Wen, Ding Ning, take, probably take, uh, take favouritism. But uh, as Matt Salt said, let's wait for the cut. Yeah, and there seemed to be a lot of uh, sentiment, a lot of goodwill for Mima Ito there. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah, um, yes. I think uh, I think just you know her age. Um, you know, people really have uh, have fallen in love with Mima Ito and her game and how strong she is. So, but I think you know, just in the in the second half of this year, dropped off results a little bit. But um, yeah, I think you know it 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 goes in little waves, especially when you're that young. Uh, you know, she really rocketed up early and had a whole lot of confidence and. And uh, everything was going going for her, so yeah, that'll that'll come again. And you know, maybe by by the Olympics next year, um, she can be starting to challenge those top Chinese uh, players again. Yeah, well, time will tell. Okay, now, Alois, let's talk about today's pingskillist question of the day, which is: Should there be a time limit between points? So we discussed this a little bit on the show yesterday. And we really want to know your thoughts. So jump onto our Facebook page or onto the Ping Skills website, www.pingskills.com, and click on the blog link and let us know should there be a time limit between points? All right, it is Thursday here in Australia. So for Throwback Thursday, Alois, what are we talking about? Yeah, so Throwback Thursday, and again, a bit of a theme for the week. Um, today, we're going to talk about fast pushing. So, um, you know, pushing is, as we talked about yesterday, can be pretty boring. Um, but um, the use of the push and also the use of the fast push can be can be useful. So we focus a lot on the short push and, and getting the touch and keeping that ball nice and close to the net. But a fast push can also be effective if used at the right time and correctly. So what, what you need to do with the fast push is you need to firstly make it as similar as possible to your short push. So the, the start position needs to be the same. Your, um, your initiation of the stroke needs to be the same. But then instead of just coming through softly, you're going to come through bang fast and push that ball through fast. If you telegraph the fact that you're going to do a, a, a fast push, then your opponent's going to get back, be ready, and then it's not so fast anymore, and they're going to be able to attack you. So the the preparation needs to be the same, nice and short preparation, and then instead of just a, a short um, dab, it's a faster uh, dab and really dig it out um, and fast to the corners. Yeah, it's, it's interesting uh, stroke... And I think if you haven't, you know, if you're not really confident about getting a short push in, it's also a good option because you don't want to just give someone an easy ball. And if you can disguise it a little bit and, you know, push it deep into a difficult spot like into the middle or out wide, get a bit of backspin on it, at least it keeps you in the rally and makes it hard for your opponent. Yeah, that's right, and um, and quite a few people have you know have said to us that you know especially at the club level, um, a good fast push can be quite effective because um, your opponent's uh, attacking stroke isn't as strong. So 
let's um, you know so think about it think about it as an option so if you are especially if you're having problems keeping the ball short enough to start off with then sometimes that long fast push can be a good option um, as um, as a surprise but also just to keep your opponent away from uh, being close to the net and being able to attack you if you, if you if your short push is going too high or it's too soft or whatever it is so yep yeah exactly and so as Aloy said it's been a bit of a theme this week on pushing it is a really important part of the game make sure you work on all aspects of your pushing your short pushing your long pushing getting various spins really important so um well, not very spins, it's always back spin, but varying amounts of spin. So, yeah, work on your pushing. It will improve your game immensely. All right, Alois, I think I want to move on to a related question from Tim who says, my league has lots of backhand pushes and I simply can't get enough topspin over this push as it has loads of backspin on it. Therefore, it goes into the net every time. Do you have any suggestions for Tim? Yeah, Tim. So this is this is an important one. So overcoming those pushes, you know, the ones that push long and fast at you and stuff. Um, so the the thing is with lifting the ball, there's there's a couple of um, really important factors. One is if you're coming over the ball too much and trying to brush the ball like that, um, you are going to find it difficult to to generate enough speed to lift that ball over the net. So you need to make that stroke more vertical, especially if the ball's always going into the net. So start lower, finish higher with your stroke, um, and that will help to lift the ball over the net. The second one, as I um, alluded to just a little bit earlier, is just the speed of your contact as well. So if you come through slowly, even if you're going up vertically, the ball is still going to drop off because there's there's more revs on the, on the ball, and that's going to... Uh, take effect and drop uh, drop off um, your racket. So you need to have a vertical stroke, but you also need to have a fast contact to get enough friction to lift that ball up and over the net. So they're the two main things, um, your vertical and a brushing contact. And then take a look at our lesson on the forehand topspin against backspin. And that will show you just the, the few critical factors about the stroke as well, where you need to start nice and low, where you need to finish really high. Um, and don't don't be worried about exaggerating that finish, you know, like even just coming up really ridiculously till you look like a monkey up here somewhere. Um, so just really get that, that bat right up high um, on the finish as well to start off with, especially if the ball's going into the net all the time. Yes, um, good question, Tim, and excellent advice, Alois. Keep working on it, Tim. I know when I was first starting to play, I found it really hard to lift those backspin balls too. So in matches, I'd kind of only push because I'd be a bit scared. But, you know, if you keep working on it in practice and then start implementing it in matches, you will get better. So, yeah, keep working on that stroke. And once you get it, uh, your game will just rise to that next level. So good luck, Tim. All right. George has a question and he says, there are players who prefer to spin or to control the ball. Some find it difficult to choose between these two. So what should we pay attention to in this case? Yeah. So initially um, it's important to develop your control. So when you're starting out, 
control is number one. You need to, and what do we mean by control? Just um, keeping the ball slow, um, being able to put the ball on the table a, a lot of times, not just once or twice, but being able to do 10, 20, 30, 100, 500 hits in a row without making a mistake. So that control is is absolutely paramount. You've got to get that first. Then you can start to think about um, adding elements of speed and spin and starting to develop the stroke more. But first up, control is absolute baseline. Have to do it. Have to be able to uh, put the ball on the table. Okay, gotcha. I guess if you don't have the control, you're not going to be able to get enough balls on the table to work on your speed and your spin. Yeah, that's right. And and it also develops the feel and... and um, it, it will teach you the angles. It'll teach you um, how to change the angle slightly to keep the ball on the table. Um, and it will get, give you the feel of the bat on the ball as well. So, yeah, definitely uh, control first, speed and spin next. Makes a lot of sense. Excellent. All right. Next up is a question from Ivan who says, I have a player who has a crazy forehand top spin. He has lots of top spin and it is so fast, I can't block that spin. He says, I have long pimples on my backhand and it's very hard to block or cut that spin. How to create that spin and how to block it? Yeah. So firstly, to create the spin, um, what he's doing is he's generating a lot of racket head speed to be able to brush that ball fast. Um and that is what is generating the spin. And he's also getting a nice fine brushing contact on it as well. So by getting the fine contact and a very fast um, action with his racket is how he's generating all that spin. So to block it back now, especially with the long pimples, I've got a sheet here that I prepared earlier. No, I haven't. Yes, I have. Um, so to, um, to block the... Uh, ball back with the long pimples. A couple of things. One is take the ball really early off the bounce. So as soon as the ball bounces, try to come down on the ball there. The second thing is you need to be really vertical. Um, if you you don't need to push that ball forward at all because it's got already got lots of spin um, on it. So just come straight down on your stroke that way. Um, and the third one is to have your, a nice relaxed grip. So really soft, relaxed grip here with your hand so that um, it's absorbing some of the speed as well. So if, you're, if you have a hard um, grip, um, it's going to be like a wall and the ball's going to bounce off um, harder. So nice, soft grip. Take the ball really early and drop straight down on the ball uh, when you're blocking that heavy um, top spin with the long pimples. It sounds like quite a difficult shot, Alloys. It is a very difficult shot um, because um, the ball's going back with backspin, um, and so it's it's it hasn't got the top spin effect to to dip onto the table. So you, you do have to be very uh, exact and precise. Um, we and do so have. You're taking all the pace off the ball because you can't have the ball going back fast. Yeah, that's right. If, if the ball goes back too fast with backspin, it's just going to keep sailing off the end of the table. So you want that ball to be able to drop um, by by losing its um, its momentum. Okay, and because it's already got a lot of speed, 
You, yeah, that's why you're saying don't move forward, come down on it, try and take the pace off. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, difficult shot. Yeah, we do, do have, have a lesson, lesson for people. That. Yeah, we do have a lesson on it in um, our strokes and techniques um, section. Um, so that's available to everyone who is um, has signed up member. So if you're a signed up free member, you can watch that um, lesson on how to do the chop block. All right, I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out, Ivan. Everyone else who hasn't signed up yet, go to pingskills.com, sign up for your free membership. As Ella said, you'll be able to watch all the lessons in our strokes and techniques section, plus you'll get our free newsletter and be able to ask us any question using the Ask the Coach section of the website. All right. Now, we've got a couple of questions from people who have jumped on and asked questions using the Google Q&A app and Anyone can ask us a question live on the show. Um, the easiest way to find it is to go to pingskills.com, scroll down to the footer and click on, click on the Google Plus icon and there you'll see all our shows. Get the latest show and click on the Q&A button. First up, Connor Johnston says, Hey guys, what's your opinion on the Chinese playing like robots and the Europeans playing more creatively? I believe the Euros play creatively because they have to due to their poor footwork compared to the Chinese and therefore they play unorthodox shots. Interesting theory, Connor. Um, so uh, I, I think there's a little bit of merit to that, Connor, because um, the Chinese do look robotic and their strokes are perfect all the time. And that is because... Their legs are in a good position. Have a look at the, the footwork of the Chinese. I think that is the, the key to their success. They are always in a good position to make um, the ball, you know, always as in 99% of the time. So by being in good position, they can be robotic. They can play the same stroke. And, you know, I, I see, I see you know, players trying to imitate some of these type of strokes, etc. That's not where you're aiming for. You're aiming to play a good technical stroke um, that we we show you in the strokes and techniques page, and you need to re- play those repetitively. The the European, you know, in general, the European uh, players sometimes are out of position and need to do this and need to do that um, or whatever. Um, but yeah, Connor, you're a wise man, Connor. I think you've got a very good point there. Excellent. Interesting discussion. And I don't know, I don't quite see it like they're playing like robots. Um, some people don't like it. It sounds like it's a negative term. I think it's great. Watch the Chinese. They are brilliant. Um, but they are creative in other ways, like in their placement, uh, in their serves, um, in how they counterattack when someone's playing against them. So, you know, I think there's a lot of creativity that you can find in their games if you look for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, robotic game yeah, might be, it's pro- it probably has negative connotations, but um, I quite like it. I, I quite like the fact that they're the same, that they can they can do things repetitively and do things well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I like, I like the Chinese um, play, obviously. You know, I mean, have a look at how successful they are because they are so good at what they do. Technically, they are great. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, great uh, question and observation, Connor. Um, Now we're moving on to one from Ilya, who says, Hi, guys. 
When I play a controlled backhand topspin, I can make it land wherever I want. But when I try to make a powerful shot, it usually hits the table, but it sprays all over the place. So how can I improve my control over this faster, aggressive backhand? Yeah, so the control comes with the consistency of your stroke, Ilya. So when you're when you're talking about playing a slow backhand topspin and it goes on all the time, that's good. And it's probably because, as we just talked about with um, the Chinese players, the stroke looks consistent and it has a consistent path. When you, when we start to play faster, often we tighten up and we start to you know do different things, and one will go up here and one will go down here and um, all over the place. So, firstly. When you're playing faster, ensure that your stroke is smooth and relaxed. So you need to have the same smooth and relaxed stroke and it needs to have the same start and finish points when you're playing um, uh, faster as well. So if if you're dragging one down and hitting one up there, then you're going to find that you are going to get different results and the ball is going to spray all over the place. So when we play faster, remember to try to control um, your actions, try to keep it as relaxed as possible um, and have the consistency of the technique. The consistency of technique is going to lead to consistency of stroke as well. Yeah, wise words. Um, and hopefully that makes a lot of sense to you, Ilya. So, yeah, work on that consistency. Work on becoming robotic like the Chinese. Excellent. All right. Well, that wraps up show 207. Make sure you check out pingskills.com, sign up for our free account, get our free newsletter, ask us lots of questions. We're here to help. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and thank you, Alloys. Thank you, Jeffrey, and we will see you tomorrow morning. And tomorrow's Friday. Love Fridays. Awesome. All right. Catch everyone tomorrow. Bye.